Welcome back for another episode of the Geek Roundtable. This is episode number 53. I am your host, Kenny, and joining me for today's roundtable discussion are my good friends Brian, Haley, Jenny, and Joe. For today's roundtable topic, we're going to continue our discussion on Star Wars Visions, episode 6 through 9. Hopefully you listened to episode 52 where we discussed Star Wars Visions episodes 1 through 5. But if you hadn't, please go back and take a listen to episode number 52. And I just want to remind everyone that we did have some audio issues for this episode. Hopefully that won't distract from uh, your enjoyment of our discussion as we had a great time talking about Star Wars Visions. So we're going to jump on in and take a listen to our roundtable on Star Wars Visions episodes 6 through 9. All right, let's move on to episode six. This one is TOB1, created by Science Saru. Uh, shortly after the Great Jedi Purge, a droid named TOB1, or Toby, lives on a desert planet with his armless creator, Professor Mitaka, uh, and dreams of becoming a Jedi Knight. One day, Mitaka tells him that in order to become a Jedi, he must find a Kyber crystal so he can forge his lightsaber. TOB-1 scours the planet but finds nothing. He defies Mataka's order to never enter his basement, discovers a starship, and accidentally sends a signal that alerts a Sith Inquisitor to their presence. Mataka reveals himself to be a former Jedi and hides both TOB-1 and his old lightsaber hilt. When TOB-1 leaves his hiding spot, he discovers that the Inquisitor has ransacked Mataka's lab and killed him. TOB-1 continues his research and successfully terraforms the planet, but is confronted by the Inquisitor. Upon fixing Mataka's lightsaber, TOB-1 is revealed to be powered by a kyber crystal and designed by Mataka to be able to wield the Force, and igniting the lightsaber kills the Inquisitor in a duel he then departs the planet to explore the galaxy and uphold Mantaka's legacy. So, uh, this one obviously reminded me of Astro Boy. Yes! Seen, uh, right off the bat. I have seen yep. Astro Boy. Yep. I, I enjoyed this one, but I enjoyed it much more on future viewings. Yeah. So, it initially wasn't, you know, especially coming off of the ninth Jedi. Or the ninth, mm-hmm. yeah, the ninth Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just I was on cloud nine, and then you watch this one. It was just like with the duel, and then watching, you know, Tattoo Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you just slightly let down, but you go back and watch them on their own, and there, it was this one was so sweet. Yes, it's, yes. Uh, I man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't disagree with you at all. Like, uh, but I think there's a part of me like I really connected with this one, and I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just a sappy. I'm a dad. <laughs> and so like, you know, I kind of connected watching Toby go through his journey. Like there are elements of the little prince in this that mm-hmm. I thought yeah. was really interesting. And like, yeah, even, even at the most climactic and like violent, I guess you could say of this episode, there was still this like overwhelming sweetness and innocence to it that yeah. I like didn't realize I needed until I was watching this episode. Mm. I really appreciate what this represents. Yeah. Anyone else's thoughts? I'll throw out mine. Remember, Kenny, I said that uh, I, I've got I'm either a love or a hate. And this kind of, this is pretty squarely in that hate. I just, <laughs> I, I, I'm not a fan of the style. Like you said, it was it was very familiar with an Astro Boy feel to it. Uh-huh. And the other thing, the whole terraforming, all I kept thinking about was how, to me, derivative it felt of Wally. 
yeah. at time. Mm. And I was like, here we got a robot who's terraforming a planet by himself. And then it's in an animation style that doesn't really resonate with me. And maybe I'm unlike Joe, maybe I don't have that, you know, sentimental part to me when it comes to those cartoons. But uh, I, I just couldn't connect with this one. Mm-hmm. I felt that way at the very beginning. Like I definitely, like as soon as it started, I was like, oh boy, it's going to be this cheesy thing. But pretty quickly, the, the fact that right in the beginning, Professor Mataka was not talking him out of it. He wasn't saying, you're a robot. You can't be a Jedi. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that got me. Cause I thought it, that's what I thought it was going to be. It was like, yeah. Oh, he's told he can't do it because he's not real. And then he has to prove blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't. Yeah. It, he was being supported in what he wanted to do, even though he was different. That yeah. was kind of what drew me out of it. Of mm-hmm. like, you know, normally a robot shouldn't be able to be a Jedi. But yeah, Professor was never telling him he couldn't be. And it was encouraging yeah. his dream. Mm-hmm. And then you find out the reveal is, it was within him the whole the time, whole time. Yep. <laughs> um, which, you yeah. know, is really cute. So that found the power of love. <laughs> no, I, I actually, that was the, the other thing I thought was really, <laughs> I thought the fact that the, the robot, the droid mm-hmm. became a Jedi again, mm-hmm. something we haven't seen in any of the Star Wars. Yeah, I did actually like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like that a lot. So then, our, if we didn't like this one, we're dead inside. Is that what I'm saying? No. <laughs> Is that the consensus here? Uh, H- Haley, sure? I'm the guy that said they should have killed off Baby Yoda. So nobody is more Ooh. dead inside than this guy. Retro. Yeah. Okay. 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 Then that's. I, I was gonna say I. I didn't. This one wasn't like a favorite of mine. For me, it reminded me. I felt like I was watching, um, like a Steven Universe or an Adventure Time, mm. like like a like had a little bit of that style but it was like a separate mm-hmm. separate i'm a huge adventure time and steven universe fan but it was it just like i think that animation style is what that reminded me of but i i think i wanted a little more um at the end i don't know i wanted there to be i don't know a little bit longer or something else to happen for for toby but i think overall i think it was cute like it was mm-hmm. just a, mm-hmm. a cute story by itself but if you're watching it with the other ones and you go from like the ninth Jedi or like the earlier ones, it, it, it felt more anticlimactic. But yeah, you know, it's, it's, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jenny. I was going to say, and in contrast to the ninth Jedi, this one I felt was such a complete story. Like Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily need to see more. Yeah. 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 I agree. I'm like, good job at, you know, there could be a, a, a Toby, spinoff but i'm not like jonesing for it like i feel like that experience was enough for me yeah 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 i don't want it's not like i want more i want a whole series i just felt like i was like it maybe because it just it didn't grab me as much i was like Mm -hmm. okay you know it's just cute that's it yeah 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 very cool all right Haley, you have our first behind the scenes i found a ton on this one so yeah so Jurors still out if I'm dead inside or not. Um, We'll just just see. Okay. And before I read this, I just want to say, Joe, you're our official um, linguist for like everything. I'm giving you that title. So anytime I get that. Your paragraph looks pretty clear. I already called him the expert. So he's already. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. Penny. 
Kenny. I what? think he claimed that himself. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> I don't think you'd put that on him. <laughs> did, did I claim that? <laughs> I do remember you saying you're like a huge anime fan. Well, I mean, so I, much influence. I, and... I do the English dubs. Yes, <laughs> I, mean, I know. That's, I see yeah. these words all the time. <laughs> Wait a minute. You do the English dubs? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a caption. You're, you're, you're a purist. I'm a subtitle reader. Well, I also it's because I have a baby toddler, yeah. so I'm yeah. like everything's turned down. We're reading it all, and it's it's <laughs> interesting so what you get when you read. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a little, you get a little more sometimes. Look, it's better. I get it. It's better, but <laughs> not for me. I, I gotta yeah. feed my family, so listen to my words. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate people like you, Joe, because I enjoy the subtitles. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. Uh huh. The ship that Toby, T-O-B-1, finds is a T-16 Skyhopper. This ship can be seen in the background in the Lars family garage in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope in 1977. The Inquisitor uses a TIE Fighter Advance V-1. This variant of the TIE Fighter was introduced in Star Wars Rebels Empire Day in 2014. Very cool. That's Wait, very cool. So- Kenny, did you compile these or is this stuff that was already out there that you that you just kind of found? Because if you that's I'm impressive, just saying, right? Like, if, yeah, it's super impressive. If this is stuff that you're like, oh yeah, this ship no. was in this. This is this he's, is from IMDb. Kenny's oh. taking notes and he's it like, oh, I noticed true. that ship. And I know, right. like, no, I did. No, I that <laughs> one I actually noticed because yeah. the one is Luke is playing with it. And so it's uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. With. Yep. That one I knew, but yeah, I grabbed most of my stuff from IMDb or it's just not fair. I scour the internet. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, Joe, you have the next one. The drawings on the wall shows Luke Skywalker holding up the lightsaber and a large group of X-Wings flying upwards in formation like on the original Episode Four poster. Also visible are the Jedi Temple from Coruscant with several Jedi, including two resembling Yoda and Kit Fisto. There are four A-Wings chasing four TIE Fighters and a large space battle involving Star Destroyers, TIE Fighters, X-Wings, and Y-Wings. Below this, there are marching AT-AT and ATST walkers flanked by stormtroopers. The duel between General Grievous and Obi-Wan Kenobi is represented, as is a battle between two Jedi and one opponent using two lightsabers, a possible representation of the fight between Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul. That's exactly how I read it. I thought it was that. Wow. I noticed that. Yeah, I noticed that all that stuff. It was awesome. Yeah. I love the little homage to uh, Star Wars. A lot of love. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, you have the next one. The Imperial craft that launches from the Star Destroyer towards Mitaka's planet is a TIE Reaper attack lander that was first seen in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Very cool. Among Professor Mataka's droids are an armless W.E.D. Treadwell droid as seen on Tatooine in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, 1977, and a W.D.D. Adminitech, first seen on Kessel in Solo, A Star Wars Story, 2018. Apart from T.O.B. 1, none of the other droids have any arms, just like their creator, Mataka. That's true. I think mm-hmm. I realized that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So yeah interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, when TOB1 awakens at the start, next to his slab is a FX-7 medical droid. And along the wall are several drink dispensers shaped like IG-88's head, as first seen behind the bar in most Isley's cantina. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's where they got the, uh, yeah. 
I knew the that. idea for it. That's I, pretty cool. I noticed that yeah. one too. Yeah. Yeah. Professor Mitaka shares his last name with Lieutenant Dofeld Mitaka, the first order officer who informs Kylo Ren that BB-8 has escaped from Jakku in Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, 2015. Most of the Arabesh visible in uh, Toby 1 uh, translates to Spanish. Some of the more briefly seen parts directly translate to the lyrics of the song Malamente by Rosalia. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know where these people come up with this information, but that's so funny. That stuff, I would though. love to know what those lyrics are now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, I think Ginny has the last one here. Yeah, the name Tob One is based on Tobio, the name of the boy who Astro Boy is designed after 1963. Nice. There you go. We knew there was an Astro Boy it. connection. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they did a remake of Astro Boy, didn't they? Did they? Yes, they did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, I think so. A couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. 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 I'm just I thinking about they... time. I need to this. know the year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have Funny. episode seven. Episode seven The Elder, created. By again, studio triggered. I think the yeah, only studio to do second. two of them. There are two. Yeah. Two studios did two. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. I did, I don't know what the other was it IG that did the that did two as yes. well? Okay. Yep. Centuries after the death of Darth Bane and the initial extinction of the Sith, Tajin and his Padawan Dan are sent to explore the outer rim when Tajin senses a disturbance in the force. They land on an isolated planet and arrive at a remote village where they learn of a mysterious elder man who hiked onto the mountaintop. Dan follows the Elder's trail and meets the man who reveals himself to be a former Sith who left the Order before it fell apart. The Elder wounds Dan, and Tajin arrives to fight the Elder. Tajin narrowly manages to kill the Elder, who decomposes into a rocky sediment and detonates an explosion that destroys his ship as he dies. As they leave the village upon Dan's recovery, Tajin tells Dan that being a Jedi means being kind-hearted, so they do not end up like the Elder. So... I thought this was an interesting episode. I love, like I said before, I love Studio Trigger's work here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved their past work with Garen Logan. Um, I thought that this was a really, it was a fine episode, but it felt like David Harbour was just asleep at the wheel when he was performing his role in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a hard time identifying with that character at all. In fact, like I had to look up, I was like, who is this guy? This, this dude is horrible. <laughs> Uh, and found out it was David Harbour. I'm like, this guy's great. Why is he? Why is he doing such bad work? Was that? Was he the master? He, he was, was the master. master. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, Joe. I was like, this guy is the most deadpan Jedi I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I was like, does he even want to be a Jedi? Character. Yeah, I felt so. like he was very stoic. Stoic. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing about David Harbour. I don't think of him as stoic. Mm-hmm. Like. In the work I've seen him do, he he's got this energy to him, and it almost felt like it was maybe a miscasting. Yeah, agreed. Um, I think so. Yeah, because you're right. It just felt low energy, not yeah. stoic. It didn't not have stoic. that. Yeah, exactly. It didn't have that gravitas. It right. just was like. Yes. Yo, I'm so tired. <laughs> no, like he like, was just two seconds away from responding to something with like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think that the uh, the I guess he I don't know if you think it was a Padawan Dan he just wanted to fight. Yeah, I was like, really? Like, come on, 
Yeah. Maybe that's why his Padawan was so untiring. He's like, <laughs> he oh my God. Here we go again. Another lesson I'm teaching yeah. you again. Hey, I'm a teacher, man. I get it. I totally get it. I, I get it. I can see yeah. it through that. I could definitely see it through that lens. I am a teacher yeah, actually, as well. When you say it that way, that absolutely makes sense. David Harbour's a genius. <laughs> when they're flying to the planet and the Padawan is like, how many planets have you been to? Have you been to the most? And it's like, how many questions do you have? <laughs> Let's get to the planet. <laughs> Just shut up. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, Voiced, by the way, Dan, voiced by uh, Hamilton's Jordan Fisher. So that's, oh, that was pretty yeah. neat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I like this episode, so I don't know what's yeah. wrong, with, wrong with all you people. No, it was a cool oh, story. I like the episode. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Penny, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't try to tell us how we feel. <laughs> we know when we're dead inside, okay? We oh, my gosh. We're coming back to it. <laughs> yeah, we are. I would say, Kenny, this is probably one of my top, probably in my top three, top four. Yeah, I, I, really I really did agree. like it. Yeah, I, I love the, I, the visuals and just the subtlety yeah. of the rain hitting the blades and yes, yeah, yes, for sure. From the that, from the visuals itself, yeah, um, to the story was actually pretty good too. Again, I, I a fallen Sith, you know, here we go again with that echoes of the the Sith Wars, you know. Yeah. The, the, so I, I did enjoy it. I, no, I, I, mean, I love the fact that it wasn't. His skill that that failed him. It was his age. Everybody yes. gets old. Everybody yeah. loses. Yeah. They're yeah. Yep. You know, and he even said, you know, he will one day be that way mm-hmm. and his Padawan will grow stronger because that's yeah. just the nature of, you know, you get to a certain point and you, no matter how hard you work, you're going to um, start declining. It's sad. Mm-hmm. It's a sad story. I mean, it really is. It's about aging and death. and. But I actually you know. think it's not sad. It's just really? kind of, it's. It's just life. It's just, li- that's life. Yeah, and that's life. He still wasn't, he wasn't saying it in a way, he wasn't saying that out of fear or regret. Yeah, it was just, this is, I've, I've accepted it. Yeah, it's just the way it is. And that presence of mind for him to know that if he had fought this Sith at it, when the Sith was younger, he would not have been able to do it. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it was not his skill that saved him in the end, but the fact that Dan stepped in and offered assistance yes yeah Yeah. i was gonna say this one was was also it was my top three with the ninth jedi and the duel Mm -hmm. um visually i really liked the way they played with the colors the lightsabers you know the the actual fighting and interaction Mm -hmm. um and watching this one the first match i remember it had a it was what was cool about this episode it there was a sense of unease and there was a little bit of like fear almost. I mean, the the elder, that character, he was really creepy. Yeah. And you didn't mm. know. I remember watching this and a little, like kind of a little on the edge, like, wait, what's going to happen? Like you oh, were yeah. waiting. And the way his eyes got smaller, the way they did the animation style yes. for this one, it was really, it had a little horror, a little creepy yeah, element sure. to it. Absolutely. Which I which I appreciate when that happens with anime, and I have I remember also thinking that Dan was dead at one point, mm-hmm. and there was a lot yeah. where I was like, oh my gosh, they're both going to die. This is going to. So I felt like that was what I really enjoyed about this one is it had that level of like a little suspense. Uh, suspense, yeah. 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 I, I'm with you on this one, Haley. I there was this was the one episode where I felt like I was unsure. I felt unsafe. Yeah. That like yeah. this is the one that's going to have the dark ending. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was, it got, it got creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Got real. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right. I have a, a few behind the scenes. Uh, Haley, I think you have the first one here. All right. Masahiko Atsuka announced that this would be the final short film on which he would serve as director. However, he added that he might withdraw this decision if they offer him another opportunity on a Star Wars related project. That sounds like blackmail. Yeah, it does. Like, that's how you get business done. <laughs> He's holding a lightsaber while he said that. Too. That's yeah. right. Uh, Jenny, you have the next one here. Character designer Kamomi Shirahama previously illustrated the concepts for the ARTFX artist series Kotobukiya Statuettes of Ray and Kylo Ren. Nice. Very good. Thank you. Very cool. Yeah, this, this series, this episode this mini movie, I could see them continuing. I wouldn't mind seeing it continue. I could. I don't feel like, like the Ninth Jedi, I feel like they have to. They, they have to. They or life to will end. Yeah. But, but but as Haley was saying, you know, TLB1, it was great the yeah. way it was. It was a cute yeah. little 15 minute short movie. This one, I felt like I could follow, continue following their adventures in the outer yeah. room. Somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Just Absolutely. recastation with like Brian Cranston. <laughs> Put Brian Cranston in there instead. And but if, if you listen to the original person, Joe, it, the, the, the <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very different sounding guy who does <laughs> His voice. Look, the English dub is a legitimate art form. (laughs) I think you just need to watch the original and read it how you think. Like, okay, we're going to do the, like, so then you have to. And that's why it's better. That that is why it's better. I will concede that. That is why it's better. (laughs) Jenny, you have uh, the next one. Episode eight. Okay. Episode eight, Lock and Ocho, created by Gino Studio. During the reign of the empire, a rabbit-like alien slave named Lop escapes her captors on the planet Tau and is discovered by the planet's clan leader, Yashaburo, and his daughter, Ocho, the latter of whom convinces the former to adopt Lop as his daughter. Seven years later, the Empire has occupied their planet and is exploiting it for its natural resources. Yashaburo wants to drive the Emperor off their planet, while Ocho wants to cooperate with the Empire. After failing to convince Yashaburo to join her, Ocho enlists in the Imperial Navy despite Lop's protests. With Ocho gone, Yasaburo passes down the family treasure, an ancient lightsaber given to their ancestor and passed down the generations to the Force-sensitive Lop, and departs to confront Ocho. Ocho blinds Yasaburo in a fight, but Lop arrives and injures Ocho, who is forced to flee. Lop then vows to return Ocho home. Mm. All right, this was definitely up there for one of my favorite top. Yeah, me too. It's a good one. It's a good uh, one. I really again, enjoyed playing, this one. Playing on the duality, the animation yeah, style. Uh, I love the fact that it's a rabbit species. Yeah. Which, yes. Which I have a behind the scenes explaining their species and what they've been in before. Fantastic. So this wasn't yeah. like brand new. This was a well-known species in that universe. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they did that. That they they didn't just go with humanoid characters yes. for yes. all of these. This is the like first there's... one that is a non-human. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you count a robot as a non-human, but well, yes, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but we do know that there are Jedi and Sith who are not humanoid. Yes. 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 So yeah. it was so it it rang maybe a little too close to the twins. But still kind of telling a really fun story on its own. Uh, you know, Gino Studios is really great. They do a show called Golden Kamui, uh, 
that one of the people on this panel does an English dub voice for. Uh, nice. So Thanks for calling that out. I mean, not a lot of people know that I did that. No, just <laughs> it was you. You're welcome, Joe. Jenny. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for. Look, you know, Tom does it so effortlessly when he sells his stuff. I'm really bad at it. Um, no, but I. This is such a beautiful episode. Like, and I love how they meld like the CG animation with the traditional 2D. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they they do a really good job with that. And it was just man, the the characters of Lop and Ocho was just like heartbreaking to see that split. Oh yeah, it was it was really well done, very well scripted. A great story of how the uh, that incorporated culture and tradition again, because I think mm-hmm. in it we saw yes. the scene of cutting the hair. Yep, you know that mm-hmm. was mentioned yes. earlier. We cut the hair out, but and then it talked about um, passing down the family, you know, mm-hmm. to generations. Love that whole scene, yeah, yes. very, very it's, much. That's it's yeah. not about blood; it's about yes. family. I thought, wow, yes. they did a good job with this story. Yes. And I love that element of where it differs for me with the twins is the twins is very clear. They are identical twins. That Mm -hmm. is blood. Mm -hmm. But this story really takes on the themes of the chosen family versus the family you're born into and how they. And I heard this great term recently from someone I know who is a bit estranged from their biological family but has what they call their logical family, which is the Aww. one they chose. I like that. And I love that. Yeah. Also, this episode has, or this short has a lovable droid sidekick. Yes. So like you got all the episodes. I'd love Well, no, no. <laughs> this takes it to another that. level. Yeah. Yes, yeah. True. The first one, it's like an as crazy assassin droid you didn't realize was gonna like murder <laughs> yeah. half. Like, and there's a lot of like, this is like a this one I felt like it was just had that cute. Yes. Um, okay, maybe it's just merchandising. I'm a sucker for that it's stuff. Cute. I no, you say. know what? Like, you you feel cute. bad. You feel bad when they get action sliced figure. in half. But so, and, yeah, but man. and that happening is what gives Lop that final bit of oh, yeah. energy yeah. she needs to win the fight. So it's yeah. not a small thing. It's yeah. Now, do you think Lop is force sensitive? Because she pulls a blade to her. Oh, she's yeah. force sensitive, hundred oh, yeah. percent. I think she's yeah. absolutely yeah. force sensitive. I mean, yes. to be able to wield a lightsaber as well as well, you know, as well as she does. But yeah. she also, like you said, when she, the robot gets sliced in half, it, she goes oh, ballistic. Yes, and then she pulls one of the blades mm-hmm. to her. Yes, and double fighting. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and we don't know. I mean, some some alien species are more force sensitive. Yes. yes. So perhaps there's something about her alien species that has that. Yeah connection that we don't but I we did, don't see i did before. like that that was yeah and i, I like the way it ended yeah this is another one that i would love to see turned into a series absolutely so I, would, I would love to obviously they end it that way where it's like you know the With, sister survives mm-hmm. and, yeah uh, but i would love to see the continuing story of yes and what i would know. also love to see as part of that is more of Lop's backstory yes oh yes yeah absolutely. because we didn't really get like we get that yeah. like you know, taking off, she was captured and, mm-hmm. but like, there's so much there because yeah. also I think that connection to that droid has to do with her, mm. yeah. with her past. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely would love to see more. Yeah. I do think that it um, harkens back to Chewbacca though. We have a, a humanoid, although he's, you know, I guess furry and you've got Lop, who's the rabbit. You know, we have a, a, a Wookiee and we have a rabbit. When I first saw the rabbit, I thought, oh, no, there's no way they're going to pull this off. But 
I'm glad I was disappointed yeah. because I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I do think that it, there are some parallels in there that for the same reasons we are intrigued about, you know, Chewbacca was a prisoner and the Spice Mines of Kessel and all this other stuff. Same thing. I think there's a lot. You can both go forward in time and backwards mm-hmm. in yep. time with this episode. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For cool. sure. All right. Well, I have some behind the scenes on this one. I'll do the first one. Lahup is a lepi, also known as Lepus carnivorous, the same species as Jackson, the character that first appeared in Marvel Comics Star Wars number eight, published February of 1978. Mm. That's where I knew her from because I do remember reading about Jackson. So, um, And they just made an action figure about him. So that's really exciting. Well, that's interesting. Leporidae is the Latin scientific term for rabbit. Oh, yeah, there we go. So yeah. that's probably why they did the yeah. lepi and yeah. carnivorous, like it's a carnivorous yeah. species. Very cool. All right, Haley, you got the next one. The crest, Mon, of the family is the same as the Mifun crest in Usagi Yojimbo. Oh, Usagi Yojimbo. He, Usagi Yojimbo is the rabbit ninja in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh! Yeah. That's cool. That's Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Mind cool. blown. <laughs> oh, I did right, not Brian. catch that. Wow. Yeah. Do you have an extra? I'm an Ninja Turtles fan. That's amazing. Okay, it so. makes sense, though. Isagi Yojimbo is a rabbit and Lop yeah. is a rabbit, right? Yeah. 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 It's perfect. Isagi Yojimbo. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the ship on which Ocho leaves at the end is a Raider-class Corvette, originally designed for fantasy flight games and made popular by its inclusion in Star Wars Battlefront II. Uh, a dark trooper can be glimpsed fighting near the end. They were originally created for Star Wars Dark Forces, 1995, and appeared in the second season of The Mandalorian, 2019. But the one scene in the episode most resembles the DT sentries from Star Wars Rebels, the We Can't Do job... <laughs> Just kind of stumbled through that one. 2016. The Dark Trooper appears to be wielding an Electro Hammer, an Imperial weapon from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2019. Well, they, like I said, they pull from everything. From everything, yeah. From the games, the shows. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The famous line, I am your father, can be heard thrice in this episode. Ooh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not once. Not twice. Not twice, but thrice. But thrice. <laughs> Haley, you have the last one here. One of the spaceships appears to be a design from the unmade game Star Wars 1313, which is 2015 when it was supposed to come out, if it's unmade. Yeah. Does it have a year if it's even unmade? Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. But apparently yeah. this game had a trailer. It got as far as having a trailer, and this um, this spaceship was prominently seen in it. Star Wars 1313 was caught in the Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm. Yes. Oh. And that's why it, yeah. it was ready to go, and it just got, yeah. Summer, yeah. dude. They've integrated it into certain aspects of Star Wars as well. Yeah, it was, it was pretty highly anticipated. But... Boba Fett, and yeah, they've added bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. Ninth episode and final episode of season one. I'm saying season one because I'm hoping there's a season two. I like it. Brian, why don't you give us the synopsis for this one? All right. So episode nine, Akakiri, created by Science Saru. Prior to the initial extinction of the Sith, a Jedi named Tsubaki, who has been suffering from visions of an unidentified individual dying in front of him, 
reunites with his old love, Misa, a princess who has been overthrown by her dark side-wielding aunt, Masago. With the aid of guides, Senshu and Kamahachi, Tsubaki, and Misa make their way to the royal palace. Masago captures Tsubaki's friends and overpowers him, then attempts to convince him to join her as her apprentice. When Tsubaki refuses, Masago's masked henchmen attack him. Tsubaki kills them, but also accidentally kills Misa, dressed in their uniform, just as he had foreseen. Completely broken, Tsubaki agrees to join Masago, forming a dyad to resurrect Misa and depart. Yeah, this was a dark one. It was a dark one. And it was also an ugly one to watch. I had, a, it, yeah. As I've said, this is probably my least favorite. Yeah, I had a yeah, hard time with this one, especially mm. after watching the other eight. Mm. And I was like, "All right, they're going to go out with a bang." And I, I, I unfortunately, was a bit disappointed. Agreed. But it's like it had these elements that could have been so cool, but I don't know. There's something in the execution that just mm-hmm. is grating. Sure. Yeah. So. I'm yeah. surprised that this that they didn't end it. The, like the finale wasn't the ninth Jedi. Yeah, uh, I feel yeah, like that was such a strong episode. Yeah, yeah that, that this one, that. this one's definitely more of a mid season kind of story. Yeah, uh, but maybe they wanted to end it on a darker note. Yeah, it's possible. This mm-hmm. one, I mean, this one was definitely dark. This, this was the, the darkest. The darkest yeah, I would yeah. say this was the darkest ending out of all of them. It really brought you down. Well, I mean, the the Sith win. Yeah. yeah. You know? They're going to go off and conquer now. I think that what Joe had just said, I think that had they finished with the ninth Jedi, that would have really bookended this um, season with the start of the Ronin to let you know, hey, things aren't what you think they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the middle of the season and you're like, oh, man, I cannot believe this. And then you know that there's a few more yeah. until you get to the ninth Jedi. And you're like, yep, there's more on the way. Yeah. So, yes. Dark. Dark is probably the one word that sums up this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess a, a, it's a classic tragedy, I guess. Definitely. Well, yeah, it's like that idea that you're trying to you're trying to prevent something from happening, but like by doing what you do, you cause you it just kind of pre- you actually cause yes. it to happen. Yeah. It's the yeah. whole yeah, it's Self, like a self-fulfilling pro- prophecy. Yeah. 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 And I think as Joe mentioned, I really didn't like the style of anime. It, it made it hard to engage. Uh, and and I like to think I'm a big boy and kind of put those things past me and just kind of enjoy the story. But I'm not. I'm a, I'm a simpleton. And it was like, ooh, ugly pictures. I don't it like was, it. It was just very dark. I, I think mm-hmm. also it takes place at night. But it was also very dark and yeah. And I just didn't like the style, the style mm-hmm. and the look of it. So, But, I mean, it's still, I enjoyed all nine episodes. I'm not saying yeah. this was just my least favorite of the nine episodes we saw. I was going to say, can, let me ask you a question on this. So of all of the Star Wars motion, whether it's live action, TV, cartoon, where would you rate visions in all of the series that have been released? Wow. It's so tough because it's yeah. like this so is kind of exists on its, it's own. So different. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I couldn't I... Yeah. This feels like it's like fan like, like fan, fan work. Films? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like this is what it feels I mean, like. Technically, to me. it is fan fan films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just it's definitely it. above the Christmas it. special. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think we all agree on that. And yeah. yeah. You know what? We above the Ewok adventure. The Ewok adventure. Right. Right. Wait, 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 guys. Let's hey, not hey, say something hey. we're going to regret. The Ewok <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love them. Caravan love them. of Courage. What was Come it? Teak, 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 teak. 
was one of my favorite characters. Little fast guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wilford yeah. Brimley's buddy. Yeah. Yes. Loved, loved him. So I'm not bad mouthing. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Let's do this really quick. We have two more behind the scenes and then we have some really quick questions. So okay. I think uh, Joe has the first behind the scenes. This episode was a nod to the Hidden Fortress, 1958, which gave much inspiration to George Lucas to write Star Wars, 1977. Yeah. So it's like a circle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right, and Jenny has the last one here. Akakiri means red haze in Japanese. Which, this Which is, I agree. The, the filter entire... that you watched this entire episode. The entire episode was in red haze, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. All right, cool. So that's it. Nine episodes. Really quick We did questions. it. Yeah. Really quick <laughs> questions. Did you guys watch these all in one sitting, or did you watch them as you go? I watched them all, bam, 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 all nine episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all at once. Same. All at I time. broke it up. Okay. I broke it up. I think after episode three, I, I, I think it was episode three. Let's see. Did you watch three, three, three? Actually, no. I got through the village bride and then I took a break. And then when I came back and I started with the night jet, I was like, oh, and then I finished it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two, two sittings for that one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Haley, Haley and I watch them together. So she watched them one at a time, every one, one a week. We watch. Oh, that's right. You first... watched three, three, three. Yeah, so we split it up. That's right. We did. But I took your advice, Kenny, because you had watched them all and you recommended where to stop to at stop. because you it was like we were just going to watch the first two and it's like, oh, you don't want to just finish on Tatooine Rhapsody. You want to yeah. watch. You want to watch the mm-hmm. first. Watch the in, first end three. On the high. Yeah. Good recommendation. Good yeah, call. And that, yeah, yeah, and that worked we did out. Three, three, yeah, that's right. We did 3-3-3 three, three, three on that one. Are there any of the other shorts that you would like to see turned into longer series or another Another short made of it. We already talked about Lop, and we talked about the Ninth Jedi. Hundred uh-huh. percent. I think. I think the Elder. I wouldn't mind seeing the Elder, the elder. and the Elder the, would the be first okay. one. The duel. And the duel. Oh, the duel. The duel. Oh yeah, I can great. see more Ronin for sure. sure. Yeah. yeah. My concern with seeing more Ronin is that it may turn into the Mandalorian. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that's, that's a good. Yeah, I, but I mean, uh, I wouldn't mind that. I like. I am also. Yeah. So. I am also <laughs> interested in seeing more about the little boy chief that he gave the crystal. Mm, crystal too. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. yeah there's that was a really interesting. Yeah, we could definitely yeah. see more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I mentioned it earlier. I think that I would really like to see more of this whole Sith war. You know, the Sith mm-hmm. came to power mm-hmm. and then they in fought and then they yeah. kind of killed each other off. I don't know if that would be a movie or a series yeah. or what, but I would like to see more of that. Oh, yeah. That that would be kind of interesting to see, like, the, the evolution of that, how they clearly couldn't get out of their own way, mm-hmm. <laughs> if, yeah. if this is any evidence to it. Yeah. I just want to see more Force-sensitive high heels. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. I wouldn't mind seeing more. I could see more of her story. I would love to see where F? she goes. Oh, we know nothing about it. Nothing. 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 Other than the fact that she accepted the fact that she's a Jedi and she's going out into the world. Yeah. Well, there's obviously something about why this, why she got called and why he wanted her to see. See this. This. Yeah. Because yeah. that intrigued me. I was like, yeah. what? We would this need is a, a pass, very specialized thing. Like, her. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what happened to that? Her? I would That's like that. Is. And I also want to know about these these helmets that explode and then are fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of unanswered fashion <laughs> questions. Here. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> there are Reddit boards dedicated to this. <laughs> oh, you know there Star are. Star Wars visions <laughs> will have Star Wars fashions. There we go. <laughs> What I'd like to see if they do this experiment again, and I I love look I love the Japanese animation styles and you know the just the animation from the Far East. But what I would love to see is like 
you know, some more of like like a, a Latin influence in the oh, animation. Yeah. I think like exploring, you know, maybe something from like, like you know the ne- the Netherlands. Yeah, a yeah. worldwide Ooh. thing, and not just not yeah. just based in one location. I think there are a lot of talented animation studios around the world that could give us some great stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be That's awesome. A good idea. That's really good. All right. Well, on that note, thank you guys again for joining me for Star Wars Visions. This was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a fun series and just fun to be able to talk about each episode. Yep, thank you, I'm Kenny. waving as if Thanks, you can Kenny. see me, <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I'm saying goodbye. All right, hopefully you guys enjoyed that roundtable discussion on Star Wars Visions, episodes 6 through 9. I hope we get a season 2. We had so much fun discussing this first season of Star Wars Visions, and some of these uh, episodes were so amazing and deserve sequels, actually deserve whole series out of them. But we'll see if that actually ever uh, happens. But I just want to thank my guests for joining me. I want to thank Brian, Haley, Ginny, and Joe. And of course, the amazing listeners for coming back each month and joining us for our roundtable discussion. So until next time, guys, take care. I want to take a moment and thank my supporters on Patreon. I really do appreciate your monthly donations. It helps counter some of the costs that come with producing podcasts each month. So I really do appreciate your support. If you guys want to help me out and be a monthly donator or just give a contribution one time for one month, you can find me on Patreon. Just look up Geeky Fanboy Productions and I would really appreciate it. Thanks again, guys. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Attention, attention. Are you a fan of MASH, one of the most groundbreaking television series in history? Then take a listen to the MASH 4077 podcast, where hosts discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. So come and find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 podcast or online at www.mash4077podcast.com. The Geek Roundtable Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved.